Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Tell You What, the podcast, where we talk with young musicians and songwriters about all the stuff. My name is still Mike, and our guest on this episode is Jeremy Albino, musician and songwriter, originally from Toronto, Canada. Jeremy put out a really great debut record last year, Hard Time. He has an interesting backstory. He grew up in the suburbs of Toronto, but moved out to the country in his teens, as he had a passion for working outdoors and for farming. And he did that for a number of years while finding his way musically. He currently lives out in the country when he is not touring. And in fact, during our discussion, Jeremy had to get up to close the window as the tractor outside was getting a little close and loud. It was delightful to talk with Jeremy, and after spending time with his record and then seeing it perform live, at least virtually live, I can tell you he is an amazing talent. And in our discussion, I think what we hear is a young artist who's such a natural talent that he's only now really discovering how good he is himself. He talks about how he never really envisioned putting out a record and so forth, but he does talk a lot about being true to his passion, about capturing that initial spark that magic of inspiration and trying to remain true to that as the songs and the recordings take their time to finally come together. While Hard Time is a great record and Jeremy is an engaging performer, I think we're only seeing the beginning stages with someone who will turn out to be a special songwriter and artist. So this interview was recorded some months ago near the beginnings of quarantine and I had asked Jeremy what he was up to during that time and how fans could find him, what he was doing, and he was still kind of figuring that out. Well, since then, very recently, in fact, Jeremy has set up a Patreon account. For those not familiar, Patreon.com offers a way to support musicians during this downtime and get some great content. You pay a small monthly subscription, like five or ten bucks a month, and the artist, in this case Jeremy, posts videos and other content available only to subscribers, and there are some opportunities for interaction. I think I saw Jeremy was taking cover requests this week, for example. I signed up, and if you like Jeremy's stuff, you should also. He's an entertaining fellow, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he puts out on the site. Consider it a small part of what you might be spending if life were normal and you were going out to shows, etc. You can go to patreon.com and search for Jeremy's name or find it via his socials. Quick shout out to Crispin Day, Jeremy's manager, for helping put this interview together. Really appreciate it. So, all right, let's get to it. Here is our Tell You What discussion with Jeremy Albino. Now that wind keeps on hauling. I can't get no rest sometimes. You gotta let the storm roll in. All right, Jeremy Albino, welcome to Tell You What, the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Sure. If my calculations are correct, you are in Prince Edward County in your, in your home, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So, like out in Ontario, Canada, just like about two hours east of Toronto. And you are uh, safely and, and pleasantly quarantined, I hope? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been pretty blessed to, to have this space and be here. I'm, I'm lucky I'm here with my, my girlfriend and we get along real well and there's not a lot of people around me, so I don't I don't come across. You able too many. to spend some time outside, right? Yeah, so lucky. Like every day I'm out here, I'm just like, I feel blessed. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's actually nice because I I kind of like have been living out here for a while, but before all this happened, I've been touring so much that I I haven't actually spent much time out here. So 
So it's nice to be out here. Good. Yeah. All right. We're going to back it up a bit or a lot. And we're going to talk about your early years. And uh, if I can ask you what kind of music you were exposed to growing up, either in your home or your community, or what, what do you remember about musically the early years of your life? Like the earliest kind of music that I probably listened to that, like my dad is like a big music lover and so is my mom but my dad would always have like he was always like a guy that like always get like the latest uh audio kind of stereo technology and cds and all that so he was always a big fan of that so i'd always like we'd have like this like five disc cd player and there'd always be something new in there and i remember noticing when i was young that or when I got older, I like knew all these songs, but I was like, where, when did I ever like get to know these songs? But I guess it must've been like just playing in the background all the time when you're a kid, you know? Osmosis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I guess my dad had a lot of, he loved a lot of Motown and, and he liked a lot of pop music. We had a lot of like, I don't know, Elton John and Queen and James Taylor, uh, one of my earlier earliest memories was just like James Taylor's greatest hits. There's, there's just a mix of a lot of like kind of pop of the six, 60s and 70s yep. and 80s. And uh, what about your mom? I, I think I remember from an earlier conversation you said she's from kind of a family of musicians. Is that yeah, right? right? yeah. So she's uh, my mom's French Canadian, and uh, her family was a big musical family which i didn't actually get to know that well I, I i didn't actually get to know any of them other than my grandpa and like my grandma and like my aunt who plays the piano but uh when she was growing up she kind of had fiddles like a lot of old like french canadian folk music of just like fiddles and accordion and and just a music of of like the country of of Quebec, I guess you know, uh, right. traditional. But that wasn't that wasn't part of what was. Yeah, yeah, not not one, not at all. But later on, I think I realized that a lot of that musical ear definitely comes from that side of the family. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So like she she would listen to a lot of the same thing as my dad would listen yeah. to, and I guess when I kind of became more of a like younger teenager, I started listening to my own kind of music and. I think the first CD I ever bought, I think I just bought it because I thought I knew I liked the blues and I right. thought this person looked cool on the CD. And it was like a John Lee Hooker 20th Century Master CD, like compilation disc, you know? That and, was your first CD you purchased. Yeah, and I went no, I, I went to Best Buy to go buy this. Or it was probably Future Shop at the time, actually. <laughs> uh, and I went... And I got that, and another CD was like a BB King greatest hits. I was just like went into the section that said blues, and I was like, oh, I like blues, and and I I picked out some like they were good records, like they're still one of my favorite records. They're two of my favorite records, even though they're all like kind of compilation of like greatest hits. It it kind of led me into that world of roots and and blues and and so what do you think it was that attracted you to those that that, that kind of rootsy blues music i don't know American i think tradition? well i think I, when i was younger my folks like i just like would like dig a lot of the kind of bluesier stuff that they were playing i guess one thing uh, that could explain it also is like i 
I just like liked the harmonica when I was young. Yeah. And that like so they're like you like the harmonica, you like to play the blues, I guess. Uh, and then so I harmonica was actually my first instrument I ever learned. And okay, that was my next I, question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It's like I I, I haven't actually like gone through this this is good thanks for uh going through my uh history here i don't I, that's what we're here for yeah you know, I, that, that's a pretty good uh answer to the what was the first record you bought most people be a little more embarrassed by by their first selection so you got yeah. some cred there so you mentioned harmonica was your first instrument when did that happen roughly i was pretty young i was probably like yeah. seven or eight and we had like this like teach yourself harmonica book and it's yeah. like one of those harmonica books where they like you buy it and there's a, a harmonica on it. It's like one of those really long, like double reeded harmonicas. And yes, and you learn like twinkle twinkle to start. And after like in the end, it kind of shows you like a blues like train shuffle. And uh, I, I have vivid memories of just being in my like backyard, just playing the harmonica like on a on a, like swing on a tree, like and just like loving it. And it's, I think it's like when you're young, that young, uh, it feels like it was a slow progression. Like it, I'd be in love with it. And after, I don't know, then I'd be playing like video games and Pokemon. And then you kind of get over that certain thing later on when I was like 15 or 16 is when I really kind of got into music. Right. Yeah. But it was just like one of those passions that you kind of like are small when you're young, but eventually they they kind of rooted themselves pretty hard in, inside of me, you know? Yeah. And and that, like, so that later on, it was like early YouTube days, all these really great, like, videos of of all these blues men started popping up and blues musicians and folk musicians. And I don't know how I just started discovering these things. You just, like, like I guess I maybe I started with, like, John Lee Hooker and after there's this video came up and after like a Skip James video popped up next and then a big Bill Bruinsy thing popped up after that and and uh and Lightning Hopkins and after one thing after another and after you end up seeing these people do the music and I, I guess the one of the main the earlier ones with the harmonica that it's always the harmonica I guess now that I think about it, like I remember, like looking up like Sonny Terry because I I had this Sonny Terry record that I really love because he's a great harmonica player. Yeah. And then harmonica is like a big thing, and I like kind of study it, and I finally figured out how to play it, like the blues harp, and just like bend the notes and kind of do what I wanted to do with it. And but yeah, it's all it, it's all kind of linked, like learning the instruments and then discovering the music was a it all kind of happened at the same time it was it's a so what what came next did you pick up the guitar or? yeah i uh i picked up the guitar but i i didn't quite like i i couldn't i didn't really know how to play it that well and a friend our family friend of ours like passed away and they gave us their old first act guitar it's just like it it really start lit our fire like i was like oh i want to play guitar and like my dad knew how to play a bit and my sister wanted to play and we are all we were all fighting over this one guitar and eventually we got another one and and then i, I kind of just started playing guitar i took a couple like took some guitar lessons for a couple of years but i was just kind of strumming and playing like cat stevens and james taylor songs and kind of i remember actually side like a little side note like i remember when i first started playing guitar i was probably 14 
I was like about to leave for school, and this like much more music is like a music TV show, TV channel in in Ontario, okay. Canada, and there was like this Jack, you know Jack Johnson, like the kind of Hawaiian pop singer. Yes. Guy? Yeah. I remember hearing hit one of his like seeing one of his music videos. I was like, "Whoa, I that's so cool!" Like I love that stuff too, right? And I remember like being like, "If I could learn this song, I'll be happy." And it was like a song called Taylor. Then I started kind of playing guitar and harmonica at the same time, like with a harmonica rack. And after then, I started like looking at people who did that while they were doing music, you know. And I kind of got back yes. into playing harmonica a bit more. Because my passion kind of went to guitar. Um, so you're talking about like a, a folk, like Bob Dylan, that kind of thing. Yeah, or yeah, or anything really. Like, yeah. I, I kind of got it a lot into like like John Hammond Jr. Yep. And he he played like really cool like guitar and like a harmonica in the rack and. But yeah, it was a bit of folk. But I I, I wasn't I wasn't kind of trying to do too much of that because that one that just kind of seemed to. Like, it was, like, easier. Like, straight harp, when I'm playing, like, straight harmonica, when I was that young, I was just, like, it's just, like, you're just, like, blowing, like, blowing into it. Like, some, even Dylan, when I was young, I was, like, this is, like, he's just, like, kind of, like, wailing and, like, being really rough with the harmonica. Like, I didn't want yes. to do that, you know? And I, I was always, like, looking for someone that could kind of, like, do something really nice with it while playing the guitar at the same time. I mean, you're quite an accomplished harmonica player now. Do you see that the instrument as something that, is just an accompaniment factor or do you see it as part of your creative process when you're writing uh it's usually like an added thing like i i love the harmonica and when i add it to stuff i i do really try to make it something that i really i just like want it to be nice you know like i want it to be like i put i do put a lot of thought in when i do play the harmonica but it's it's usually an added thing Okay. Actually, I'm gonna just close the window here. Okay. The tractor's getting a little closer. I, I, I realize <laughs> okay. it's gonna start to to come our way a bit more. Yeah. All right, we're good. <laughs> okay. Let me say, you have an amazing voice. Were you always singing? Were you when you played the guitar? Were you accompanying yourself? And or when did singing really start for you? I guess I, I when I started playing the guitar, I I just try to sing along a lot of times with with whatever I was playing and I, I I think I when I was young I was just like I think I was like a bit shy with the yeah. singing and and but eventually I kind of just like was like well this is my voice like I don't know if it'll I want to sing this song I'm gonna sing it you know um and I don't think I was particularly that like there wasn't anything really special going on but like the more I played and the more I kind of jammed with other people get like I, I had a friend who also played guitar and and uh we would kind of just like get together and jam and just play songs and try to sing together and um he was a bit better at guitar so he'd always kind of do the leads and, and do some solos over what it was and and I'd I'd kind of sing and we'd always kind of record ourselves I just remember this one time we were like like we were just jamming to the song like the Joker by uh Steve Miller band Yes. And uh, like every time we'd record, our, like we'd we'd jam and we'd record whatever we were jamming, and uh, we'd kind of listen to it uh, like after after like we were done. And um, I just remember like we were listening to us play the Joker, and like you could hear Chris was like doing some solos. And after I was like, 
just started singing it and I was uh I forget what the line was like some people call me Maurice like when I like we sang the song and after when I when we got to some people call me Maurice some reason I don't know how it happened but I just kind of like opened up my lungs a bit and just kind of sang it from my heart and we just like both like stopped and like looked at each other while we were listening to this thing and we're like did I just sing like did did you just sing that did I just sing that and we were just like just like started laughing we're like what how is this possible like it sounded good you know like it was just like an open like really I don't know I guess maybe how I maybe sing now but I was probably like 16 at the time and and so I that was like when I first discovered it and I don't know how I just kind of worked on it I just kind of tried to remember that feeling of what I did there and just kind of started to tried to tried to conjure up Steve Miller. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to thank Steve Miller for giving yeah. us your confidence. I also wonder if you now feel authorized to tell us what the next line of that song means. Because uh, I speak of with the, the pompatus of pompatus love. Of, no, I, uh, I don't know what that means. I didn't. You I didn't know. quite understand what it, what that song was about when I was young. I just liked it. <laughs> I thought maybe since you connected with a vocal, you could finally explain to me what that meant. Do you know what it means? <laughs> I do not know what it means. Uh, pomp- <laughs> pompatus of love. Um, yeah. I probably was even singing it wrong. I was probably saying like the confidence of love or something like that. Right. <laughs> Which actually makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. eventually, this is going back. You you grew up in Toronto in the city. Yeah, city, yeah, right? I grew up kind of like the suburbs of Toronto, yeah. which is a place called Scarborough. But eventually you found your way out to the country yeah. to work on farms. How old were you when, when this happened? I was probably 16, maybe. Uh, right, so at this point, you're not thinking that music is going to be a career for you, right? No. Nah. <laughs> after a number of years of being out in the country and working on the farms, somehow you came to the realization that there was a possibility of a life as a musician, right? So can you talk about that process? Was it like a slow kind of dawning, or was there a moment when you're like, hey, wait a second, maybe I can do this thing? Yeah, it it took a while. Like, I I guess when I was 16, I, I, I wasn't really living full-time out in the country and working full-time. I, I'd do it, like, over the summers I'd or, like, a couple months here and there. I'd do it at kind of different farms around, like, Ontario and Quebec and and because at the time I was also just working for my dad uh, in Toronto so I was just kind of so basically I really loved gardening and, mm-hmm. and being outdoors and and food like good food and, and, and farming and and eventually I, I decided to like my aunt was like you should come work at this farm right right by my place like this was in Quebec and so I started like that was my first kind of farming experience and it was just it was just really lovely and I just really connected with what 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 I was doing there and and uh eventually I kind of made my way back down to Ontario and I started working at this farm called Vicky's Veggies and it was it, they used to go to this like farmers market that I loved in Toronto so I, I ended up working there for like only like a couple of weeks in the summer just to help out. I was a volunteer basically. And, right. uh, and that, that farm is here in Prince Edward County. The next like year I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like if I should, I really was thinking going to like 
agriculture school or or do an internship at a farm just to get experience and see if it's really something I'd want to do and kind of learn more about it. And then uh, Vicky at this farm, she was like, you should just like work here and we'll pay you and you'll probably learn just as much working working here than doing some program or whatever. And so I that's what I did and and so I moved out here. It was just like this veggie farm. They grew like 200 different varieties of like heirloom tomatoes and it was just like <laughs> I love it. I love it out here and like the farming community is just like so so lovely and it's it was so basically I like moved out here and it was like basically my first kind of time moving away from home and like making new friends, you know? Uh yeah. And like I was homeschooled growing up, so I, I only had like three or four like really close friends like my age. And so like coming out here was like the first time I like started kind of drinking or just like going out and like hanging out with people that I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like just like making new friends and just kind of being more of a teenager and adult right. kind of. Yeah, so I, I started working out there and the first kind of year that I kind of moved out here I started going just to all the local open mics basically and then there ended up being this like kind of fancier place that opened up that was like a hotel but they started doing this these open mics there right and uh yeah I was just went out on a date with this girl and we didn't even know it was an open mic we were just gonna go have dinner and they were like oh this open mic and I was like should I play something and and I ended up playing and people just like really dug it and, and enjoyed what I was doing. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. That's cool. Like I didn't like, I had played kind of homeschool talent shows before and kind of played for my family, like at a camping or just like family events, but it wasn't your, it's your family and just your friends kind of reacting. Right. They have to clap. Yeah. Yeah. But this was like, Oh, people are really digging this. Like, that's cool. Like, like from that, I kind of started going to that open mic a lot more and, and mm. trying to working on, just started kind of like lit my fire with just like working on music a bit more. And, uh, and that through that open mic is when I like got my first gig playing music, you know, they had events at this kind of restaurant, hotel, bar kind of thing. And they, I'd like played their new year's party. I'd, they'd have like, all kinds of different kind of events, and uh, I just started playing You're that. Doing and, uh, cover covers at this point. Yeah, mostly covers. Yeah, I don't. I think I might have had shipwreck at that time. This was a really small area, and like it was kind of like a a new kind of exciting spot to be. So like everyone would be there, and a lot of these like local business owners from around the area. So there's a lot of wineries right. and cideries and all these kind of wedding venues and all that. So I kind of got connected with so many different like businesses just through playing that. And they really, they would just go out on a, on a Tuesday night just to, to go have a drink and listen to live music. But it ended up being like, they're like, Oh yeah, like you should come play like my winery or you should come play this wet. Like I'd love for you to play my wedding. That kind of started off like my music I was like, oh, maybe I could try to just do music a bit. Even though I loved farming at the time, like I, I was like, maybe I could be able to do both. Like, 
I'll just play music and and farm in the best of both worlds, you know? Um, one winter, like since farming is kind of seasonal, one after a couple of summers of just working out here, I I was like, oh, maybe I should just try to make music in, in the city. And so one winter I just like went down to Toronto because the, the summer was off and I just started playing every open mic I could in, in, in Toronto. And then I, that's kind of how I got to know a bunch of musicians and how I met my manager and how I started right. recording demos and it eventually led to a record deal. And yeah, that's kind of the, tra- the, the route, <laughs> you know? Yep. All right. Let's talk a bit about your creative process. Yeah. When you're writing a song, I'm sure there's not one standard way, but generally you sitting with a guitar, you sitting with a piece of paper. Is there a common way that some of your songs have, have come to life? I mean, most of the times I've got a guitar in my hands, but, uh, I guess the earlier days, like I, I, I never really thought of becoming a, like I thought I'd just make music, you know. Like I didn't think I'd like be a songwriter or like I don't know. I don't like. I guess I, I was young. I didn't really have a bigger picture idea in my, in my, in my, yeah. uh, in my mind, you know. Um, so you weren't saying like I'm a songwriter. I'm going to sit down today and write a song. Yeah, no, no. It was just like. Sometimes I'd have ideas or I'd just be really inspired by whatever I was listening to and be like, I could do something like that. And I'd just right. do it, you know? Um, so it was like, it took me a long time to just say that I was a musician because I was just like, oh, I just like sometimes write songs and I just play guitar and sing. <laughs> like, um, yeah. yeah, I guess so. So that's what I'm trying to say is like the, my process has like evolved quite a bit since I kind of, since my like farming days. You know, because mm-hmm. back then I just like, there's a lot of time to be working on your own out in the field. You're like weeding for days at a time or you're harvesting something right. or, and so like song ideas would always just come to me while I was working and I just like sing it in my phone, like a voice memo, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then I just like keep working through them while I was just like working out in the field kind of, cause you, yeah, you're just like on your own and, and your mind just starts it's kind of like meditative just to kind of be right. able to kind of go like work on, you could kind of work on something while you're working, you know? Yeah. Um, it kind of maybe puts your brain at rest a little bit and lets the ideas come. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. The ideas just kind of come naturally. And so that was a lot of like the earlier days of when I was writing, I'd also do a lot of deliveries into the city when I was, when I was uh, farming. So like, I'd have like two hour drives to the city and back. And so the whole time I'd just be like singing songs and try to like work on songs while like a cappella, you know? There was a lot of like different kind of ways I'd kind of write. Driving is kind of like working in the fields with your hands, right? It's kind of, can be kind of like a meditative state. Yeah, it's weird. It's like kind of meditative. I don't, I don't know how to explain yep. it, but, uh, like the song Lilac Way on my record is a song that I, I wrote driving back and forth from the city and I just kind of keep working on it every time I'd do a delivery, you know, and eventually I'd bring it to the guitar. So you want to take a stroll down the lilac way Won't you come home my hand And we gonna take the whole
so a lot of the songs a lot of songs start with just like a vocal melody that I just kind of sing out loud. If I start with a guitar, it's usually just a vocal and guitar melody. Like I just kind of all come out at once. Um, and it's usually like one line that I kind of start with. Pretty, It's still similar to that, like what I do when I write right now. Like I'm working on my second record right now and I'm kind of trying to step away from that and just see what, like trying other writing techniques, just like... Mm what people do like sit at the piano or just like do like a chord progression and like writing has always really been hard for me and and just trying to I've been working on just trying to learn new techniques and just kind of come at it from different angles and uh I, I don't I don't think writing is easy songwriting is easy for anyone so yeah company <laughs> yeah yeah I guess you're right yeah but I feel like as for, for people who like aren't music people i feel like it's comes really easy to some like people are like oh they just write songs like that's what they do but it's right. like i i always find that writing is like it's either like the hardest thing in the world like you're just like <laughs> racking your head trying to figure something out or like you're just like this is never going to turn out and after the other side of it is like this is amazing it's like we're getting somewhere you know like it's starting to sound good <laughs> yeah. um so do you do you think it's more important to get that like initial idea like that one line that flash of insight and that is that most important thing for a good song or is it more the work you put in developing the ideas and see what's working and what's not I used to think that it was like the the flash that kind of first little thing that was really the most important but mm-hmm. I think it's a it's just everything like it's how much work you put into it it's how much thought you put into it you know like cuz I that was like the one thing that I loved about kind of getting that little flash of like ideas or just like that little melody. It's just like, it, it feels really natural, right? Like it feels like it comes from the heart. It feels like it, it just came, came to you, you know, like it's, it's you, you know, it's like what you're like, a lot of times I'd like do it and be like, yeah, this is exactly like, this feels like it came from me. Right. But the more I like write and the more I work on songs and like, there's also that side of like, when you work on something, you're like, this also came from me. Like, this is, I worked really hard on this and you're just proud of what you did, you know? Um, yes. And, and, and that's kind of like the always, I don't know, maybe it's the battle for a lot of writers, but like being kind of true to yourself and true to what you, you're trying to write, you know? And, that's why doing it like kind of like that off the cuff or like whatever comes to your mind just feels like it it's so true because it just came to you right whereas like thinking about like how this song should be and like i don't know i i kind of always get in my head about it but it's that's just how songs are written like how else are they gonna get done (laughs) yeah all right let's talk about the uh the record yeah if we can hard time came out last year I think it's great. Um, one of the things oh, I really thanks. like about it is as I listen to the different songs, sometimes I think of the old blues greats, right, that you were talking about earlier, John Lee Hooker, you know, guitar and harmonica guys. Other songs remind me of, like, the great soul bands with the charismatic lead singer, right? Mm-hmm. Some of it is more like contemporary Americana stylings, some gospel, some rock and roll. For one on the surface, seems like a solo singer-songwriter debut, it really goes to a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, is that kind of what you're after here, or is that just the way it came out? 
I think it's just kind of like the way it came out, you know? I always thought it was like, when I was making this record, I was just like, shoot, I like started writing all these songs and we started making all these songs and and they're so different. And I was always just like, why? Are people, are people gonna like this? Like, none of the songs are the same. One song is like me and the guitar, other songs just like a nine piece band, you know, like, uh, and there's just like goes from different genre to genre and I was I had a lot of trouble with it I was just like oh, I don't know are people gonna like this or or it just feels weird putting this out like what it just didn't have it felt like it didn't have any like it wasn't cohesive you know mm-hmm. um but well, I'll tell you I, I, I go ahead I guess like the thing that keeps puts it all together is just like my voice and like I wrote a lot of the song. I wrote the songs, and like I, I started to interrupt you there because yeah. that's exactly that's exactly what I was going to say. Your your vocal, your voice, power of your voice, is the thread that keeps this record together, and it, and it really does give it that cohesiveness. I think it really works. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So that was the thing. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> I guess I. I sh- also, I shouldn't really care what people think, but because you know, I guess this was my first record. I was making my first record, and I didn't know what it was going to be like I, I had no idea like i didn't even to be honest i i, I never imagined myself making a record <laughs> um yeah like i think you got found yourself a good producer in there yeah well i was lucky like i well we did the record with uh andrea tokik from down in nashville he did he worked on uh, uh alabama shakes like boys and girls mm-hmm. like a bunch of records that i loved uh Hurry for the Riff Raff, raff uh, De- the Deslons, which is a band that I, I really yep. love. And uh, so that's kind of why we went to work with him. But on top of that, I was lucky enough to kind of like at the early days of starting this project, like my manager, uh, Crispin Day, he's he's also a producer and like he's been a producer for the past 10 years and, and an engineer. And so we kind of like also just like had been working on the songs together just kind of figuring out what what the record was going to be like and before you went into the studio yeah like basically we kind of started working on a record before i even had a record deal or like not working on a record just working on songs you know we kind of put a band together and uh put more music to some of the songs i'd written so we had kind of some songs with bands some songs without that we had already worked on before i even Okay. Uh, kind of got a record deal and and started looking for producers and these long, these songs have been around for a while until we finally put them out. You know. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about some of them. You you mentioned the song Shipwreck. Yeah. I think that you said this was the first song you ever wrote all the way through or ever thought of as a yeah. as a good song if you wrote it. Can you talk about that? Uh, yeah. Um, I guess I, I think I wrote that song when I was probably seventeen. Okay. At at the time, I was I was doing a lot of like kitchen parties, like jams with this this guy that I actually like met on on uh, Craigslist. And uh, okay, because at the time, like I I don't know I I guess I mentioned it. Like I I was playing music, but I didn't know a lot of musicians. I was just like it get itching to like play and jam. Like I, at the time, I, I play the I also play the fiddle, the banjo. And I like I just wanted to play with other people that kind of had the same uh, like mentality with like 
what kind of music they like or people who just like like to play folk music basically yeah <laughs> and so i met this guy and and we we jam like every week and during the winter times because he was kind of like a he had a la- landscaping business and so the winters were kind of dead to him and um i'd meet up in his kitchen and him and his wife would like we just like share songs go around in circles and and play tunes and and eat snacks and have a drink you know and um mm-hmm. and and he'd always every week he'd always like share a new song he'd written and i would always just be playing covers and and i i'd never had a song of my own for the longest time and after this like one week i finally was just like i gotta write a song like i just gotta do it and and i got home from from one of these sessions and i just like got grabbed my guitar and like just sat in like my room and just like so like something's gotta something's gonna come i don't know what it is uh, i just gotta write and after the line like i'm a wreck came in because i was kind of a wreck i was just like god damn i gotta write a song like i gotta do this <laughs> and uh that line i'm a wreck came and i was just like okay well okay what can i do with i'm a wreck what's what's a wreck uh, I guess a shipwreck. I could, okay, let me try to write a song about a shipwreck. And it's slow, like it all kind of came up, like a lot, of, like almost the whole song kind of came to me that that night. And uh, so then the next next time we had our like kitchen jam, um, I kind of brought this song in, and and I finally had one of my own. And that song's like the history of that song is just like it's always kind of like off the cuff, like something new that kind of comes in. And even the recording, we made a we made a video like when I first met my manager, like after I had done this like demo recording session with him, he's like maybe we should try to like record a video, just so that way we could kind of shop it around and see if anyone's interested in working with you. We did it in my friend's old, they have this old like general store, um, right? And it's like this old cabin basically, and and we did it at the upstairs of the cabin, but. It was like the last song of the session that because we had done a couple other music videos, just like live videos, mm-hmm. and uh, we did it. And I was just like, oh, like I kept like messing it up, shipwreck. And eventually, like the last take, I, I got it. And that video is like what helped kind of connect me with my label that I'm at right now. They both, they like everyone who kind of saw that video, kind of fell in love with the song. But, it's funny the way that works out. Yeah, and and when we finally kind of came to the point to record the song for the album, I kept trying to play it, but nothing really beat that video. And so it ended up being that the video, what the video is, like we recorded it like with really good audio, like Crispin recorded it, and that ended up being on the record. So that that's the actual audio yeah, is yeah. that you recorded? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, so... There's something about it. Like that take was just like the end of the day. Everyone was kind of tired and like, I just like did it. And every time I couldn't like replicate it. And it was like something that I, like we had recorded a couple other versions for their album and no one like think like everyone was like that version just like way better or something about it. And uh, you were able to get back into that meditative state, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but so that's the funny thing, right? Like, I at first I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna put this video audio on here," but I did, and luckily yeah. we recorded it well. 
because yeah, <laughs> I don't think it would have been. But it's cool because, like, even in the in the audio, you could kind of hear like creaking in the, because it was an old house. You could hear, and and there was a camera guy walking around. He was like trying to tread really lightly. He was in socks and we put carpet down, but just because yeah. him walking around adds to that kind of creakiness of the song. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> well, I think it sounds great. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. Yeah. I guess that's a side note about that song. I'm a wreck. I'm an old shipwreck. Sailing down the coast trying to make the most. So when I had to hear the day. So when I had to hear the day. I'm a wreck. I'm a lonesome wreck Lonely as I can be A thousand leagues under the sea You're never gonna find me It's not the gold in my belly that's holding me down The water that I'm on the weighs a million pounds I want to talk about the song Amelia. I want you to tell the story of this song. This is a, if I have this right, a love letter to Amelia Earhart, right? Yeah. I find this kind of a fascinating premise for a song. And was there a moment where you were like, does this even make any sense for a song idea? Because it's such an interesting and unique idea. Yeah, I think I, I always I always have that moment with every song I write. I'm like, is this <laughs> does this make sense? Like. That so that's like another good example. Like when I started writing that, it's like one of those off the cuff lines that kind of just came to me, right? Like I heard, like I just I was here. I'm actually in the in this, this like kind of living room kitchen area in this house, and my aunt was just reading a book right on the couch, and I just start, picked up my guitar and started strumming, and the line just like Oh Amelia kind of came to me and. I don't know. It's weird. Like it's when I write songs, it seems like kind of really trivial. I just like write something and I just go with it. Right. Other than when I kind of really intentionally have an idea to just be like, this song's going to be about this. Like when I like have those kind of like off the cuff ideas that come up, you just kind of go with them. And, and so I just started singing Oh Amelia and I was like, what, who's Amelia? What's Amelia? And I was like, all right, Amelia Earhart. And it just kind of grew to like flew too close to the sun. And and I, I love the like guitar melody and like the, the I was playing, like I play a lot in open tuning. And so right. I'm always trying to kind of get something interesting going. And this was like really melodic and, and kind of interesting. And that's what I try to go with, with a lot of times when I'm writing, but you kind of just build off of that. And I just kind of read up a bit more about Amelia Earhart and, and I don't know, I guess I write a lot of like lovey dovey kind of songs. I realize, and it, it's just like nice to do. I don't know. I, it's just like a challenge kind of, you're just like, all right, I'm going to make something really sweet right now. On a day, yeah, Never said goodbye Cause once your feet Got off the ground 
could keep you down Oh, Amelia Flew too close to the sun Oh, I knew you Would have told you to run Your vocal dynamics and your phrasing are, are part of what makes this record so great. I mean, is that something that you are consciously thinking about, the phrasing and the way you're holding back and getting louder or quieter? Is that like a, yeah. a studied effort or is it does it come more naturally from from maybe spending time listening to a lot of music yeah it's a bit of both like it definitely yeah. starts natural like when when i started writing the song that's how it kind of that that dynamics of it was already just there and so once you start putting it together with the band and and just like filling out the song and trying to make it more like once it gets bigger and you start adding more stuff, then you're more selective in like what you're doing and where you're putting it. And also you're always just trying to be true to like where it started, right? The first reason you fell in love with the song, you know, and you're trying to like keep it the way it was or just help it become more, more true to itself, you know? Um, Well, I think this, this Amelia song, it really hit the nail on the head. Thanks. Yeah, that that one when when we finally figured out how to play that, it was really exciting to kind of yeah. start sharing it with people. Yeah, let's um, let's talk about another one, a quieter song, "Wildfire." Right. So this is a song that could be from another time. Yeah. So, given your appreciation for the old blues and folk st- kind of storytelling traditions, can you talk about this song in terms of how you see your place in that? kind of living tradition as a current day songwriter yeah um so up here in canada there was these big wildfires going on in alberta canada in in a Mm -hmm. place called like fort mcmurray alberta and uh it was a huge thing at the time and i remember like there i was listening to radio and they're they're just interviewing this this firefighter he was just talking about the conditions and how it was bone dry and it was really the, I, I didn't know much about the wildfires, but like, it's like the embers that really carry the fire further on and how like in the middle of the day it could feel like it was dark as night, you know? Um, I heard it and I was like, Oh shoot, I gotta, I gotta like try to sing something. And I remember like getting the voice memo and just being like, these are dark. Like I just started singing what he was saying and, and kind of adding a bit onto it and and kind of trying to figure out how to put it all together and and eventually i had this song about these like conditions of like a wildfire and i was like what can i do about it and i'd always wanted to write a song about kind of like a folk tale kind of folk ballad of someone who's kind of larger than life you know like kind of mm-hmm. like john henry and 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 so I was just like, I gotta write a song like this. So I started like writing this thing about this guy, Mad Tom, and his hound dog trying to save this town from a wildfire. And and it took it took quite a while to write because I, I I never really felt that it was complete, you know. Um, hmm. And I I still kind of like feel like I could write a couple more verses for it, the song, but. Yeah. Um, 
but so that, that would be in the folk tradition. Yeah, right? yeah, totally right. Like, uh, or someone else could add a add a verse right. to it, you know. Um, um, but it was kind of like a somber kind of tale that kind of grows, and this hound dog starts to sing, and and the rain start falling, and and everyone's leaving town, but he's not. He didn't want to. He doesn't want to go, you know. And I, I, I it just kind of came naturally i guess i don't know it's it's funny how yeah. all these all the stuff that you listen to kind of just comes it's 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 quite a bit of work you, you want to do it right but sometimes you just got to let the that you that whole thing about and i don't know it always sounds cheesy or corny but like really being true to true to yourself and what you want the song to be like it, it really it, it it really helps make it what it is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the days are dark as night. The days are dark as night. The heavy smoke's gone and blocked that old light. And the embers shine like stars. The embers shine like stars. You never see a star that shine like this before. There's a wildfire coming up the hill where Matt Tom said he gonna stop it with his shield before seeing wheel. There's a wildfire, the knocking at your door saying it ain't safe to stay here no more. Oh, I won't leave, I won't leave. Won't let you steal my home away like a thief. Oh, I won't leave, I won't leave Can't let you see my home away like a thief I want to talk about the song Last Night. Yeah. Right, so you're talking before about playing as a solo performer and then getting a band together. This is a big song, big production number, right? So when you're writing this song, are you hearing that big production or is this you with the guitar that turns into something when you go into the studio or when you get the band together. I remember I, I, I remember like the day I wrote that, I was like I actually posted a thing on, on Instagram because I had a show the a couple days after, so I was like I just was playing this song and I was like, Come to the show on Thursday, you know? <laughs> um but I'll it was this thing. It was just me sitting in my like this chair and it's like I'm like I just had this like idea of kind of like an old kind of dance hall kind of i like idea of a story you know and i love dancing and i love going out and when i first moved out here actually to the county was the first time i had gone out dancing you know like i when i lived in the city i I never really went out at all and so i finally went out with a group of friends and out here there's this place called that's backwards don't you most people move from the country to the city and start going out dancing. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing that was so that's the thing that was uh, this. It's where I discovered my love for uh, dancing. I, I I'd always kind of like love music, and I'd never really had the chance to go dancing. I guess I'd probably danced a bit at a wedding, but there's this place called the Hayloft Dance Hall here, and it's this old barn that they turn into a kind of club dance hall. That's been around since I think the sixties or something like that. Um, everyone around here that kind of grew up here, like has stories of, of going out to the hayloft. It's on like this dead end road. Mm-hmm. 
and people just go out there and kind of it's kind of ruckus and 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 yeah it's 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 kind of like was known for a lot of trouble and and when i started going there it was like in the near the end of its time it's still around it's more of a like concert venue now whereas it used to be just like dj's kind of going i just have like such fond memories of going out to this place and going out dancing and like that that like exciting energy of like i don't know it's just this old like dance hall barn and there's like history to it and and all these people have gone out here and there's still people going out there just to have fun and and that's where that song kind of came from um, right like how i i how i always like wished that there's more of this like people used to go out dancing like people used to go out to the dance hall or like there was always like a a weekly dance you know where and like people prided had pride in like their dance moves you know and and being able to dance and now it's it's not really a thing for my generation you know right um but anyway i just like took that love for that kind of place and that kind of energy and i like wrote the song about like going out dancing and and seeing someone on the dance floor that that you just kind of started falling in love with like at that time i was just doing a lot of solo stuff you know just like playing uh like one man band. So I was like, I'd, I'd always just figure out ways to play it solo, but it was just like, so such a kind of big kind of song, the way I was playing it, that everyone I'd play it was like, you got to figure out a version of that, like with the band. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of started with like, I, I knew like I wanted to have like that, that, I don't know what that is. Like a shuffles, like a, dun, 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 dun. Da, 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 like a kind of kick off to the song you know yeah and i i had all these like kind of verses and i knew that the the last night was kind of be the like a chorusy i wasn't sure if it was gonna be like ladies backup singing but then since we were having so much fun with the band we just kind of got the guys to to sing it yeah have a dream started off yeah that song started off as like a solo one like a one-man band bluesy thing like i don't know i i'd always imagine kind of like a lightning hopkin version of it i might always i might still put a version out like that if i ever put out like yeah. kind of like a more of a solo record uh, you know i've i've not now that i've seen you play i'll say this the songs that you've written that are produced on this album with big band sounds hold up really well when it's just you and the guitar. And I think that says something about the, the strength and the structure of the songs themselves. Thanks, yeah. I feel really lucky that I could tour on my own and then also just tour with the band. Like, uh, there's yeah. there's two sides to it, right? Like, I've always done the solo stuff, but when I get the band together, it's like a whole other thing. 
it's still like me, but it's just like I get to kind of run around on stage and 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 do kind of those bigger soul like vocals and and just maybe dance a little yeah bit. dance a bit and just like get that energy <laughs> up on and yeah and and when it comes to me playing solo i could just do what i also love is just like tell stories about the songs and and take my time with it and all when you're playing with the band do you sometimes performing with the band do you sometimes put the guitar down and just sing and dance i haven't actually written a song like that for myself but yep. we like we sometimes like i remember we do on tour we do like we had a, like a cover we do a stevie wonder cover okay. of like hey love um and i just kind of like let it rip and yeah kind of do that but well i i i look forward to seeing you with the full band yeah sure, I, so I can't wait <laughs> i can't wait to get on the road again um so yeah but let's let's talk about that for a second are you, you said you're working on the next album. Is is that what you're kind of doing with this downtime? Is working on the next batch of songs? Is that happening? Yeah, just working on any songs that kind of come to me. I don't know. Like once I've got a bunch written, hopefully I'll be able to decide. Like, oh, this is this will this actually makes sense to put into a record. You know? Yeah. Um, well, I look forward to that. We're gonna let you get back to the garden, Jeremy. And really? You want to get outside and get your hands dirty again, but. It's been a great talk. Thank you for taking the time with us. And I hope you uh, are staying safe. And it sounds like you're being productive during this quarantine time. So we're all looking forward to the next batch of music from you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, having me on here. And uh, yeah, I've been been lucky enough to have this place to stay safe. And I hope you're, hope you're doing all right down there as well. Yeah, is there any anything in, during this downtime that people can do to check in on what you're doing in terms of... Uh, live feeds or anything like that uh i don't actually have like a schedule of what i'm um i'm doing right now like we're kind of just going uh like week by week being like oh, maybe yeah. this is a good idea to to do a live streams so i've been doing a couple of live streams on youtube uh and like instagram but i've kind of switched the focus to just writing a lot lately so it's kind of been more okay. selective but if you just Go to my website, jeremyalbino.com, or follow me on on any of the the social platforms. Uh, it's all under Jeremy Albino, which is Jeremy with the I-E at the end. Yep. <laughs> French-Canadian. All right. Well, that'll be on our website, too, so people will be able to find you. Yeah. But thanks again, Jeremy. It's been a great no, talk. Thank you so much. And, uh, I, hope I, wasn't, I hope I wasn't rambling too much. <laughs> you rambled the perfect amount. All right. And we look forward to seeing you in person down here sometime. Yeah, we'll see you soon. All right, Jeremy.